0: Welcome back to the Fantasy Stock Has Changed. Today we have the final part of our rookie matchmaking, rookie landing spot videos. Best fits, best fantasy fits for these rookie prospects. Yet again, these are not uh, these are kind of a rankings, but not a set and stone rankings of where we think the best landing spots are for fantasy wide receivers. We're just going to kick it off right away. Me The 49ers, number one. I put T. Higgins. I think that this kind of bakes into what I think they're going to do come the draft and then what actually I think will work out for them in fantasy. I don't think they're going to get anyone a 13. I think they're going to go best available defense or best available. Phil, but back to T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a, just a big body receiver that is slipping down boards for who knows what reason, just because he didn't go to the combine. I don't know. The dude can play. We saw it for three years. He would come into this offense and provide them with something they haven't had for, well, really since Jimmy Garoppolo has been there. They haven't had a big body downfield possession guy. They have their – I say wide receiver one and George Kittle because he is their wide receiver one. They have the utility guy in Debo. And if you add a third layer of a downfield, uh big body possession guy, then I think this be a perfect fit.
1: Oh, Danny. Uh, Sorry. Oh, matter, no. I, I was uh, waiting for Bush.
2: Uh, so, I mean, if T Higgins was actually good, would be a good fit. Yeah. But T Higgins <laughs> is not good. So Ugh, unless the 49ers want to grab a guy who jumped 31 inches, who's a jump ball receiver, then they could grab him. That's true. Um, I don't. I uh, no. In all seriousness, I don't hate the fit. If T. Higgins, if I end up being wrong about T. Higgins and he's like what he's profiled to be, I just personally don't think he's a very good receiver. Um, but yeah, I think that type of receiver in that mold, like the the big uh, possession guy, is definitely the type of receiver I an- I anticipate them going after. But I could also see them going after more of a separator type and just kind of building an offense. Like I know I I, I harp on the uh, the basketball theory all the time, but there's certain exceptions where you build your offense based on your play caller strength, which is Kyle Shanahan's and you could build a bunch of run after catch guys and it Mm -hmm. would work for them. Just like how the Ravens built a bunch of speed guys and it worked for them and the chiefs did the same thing. So, uh, but I definitely like the fit of T Higgins. I think that, um, That'd be a good fit for them if they were to pick him in the second, third round, wherever they wanted to pick them. Yeah, I mean... I I like, they don't have a pick there, though, so they'd probably have to trade down first.
1: Yeah, I, I like the fit. Uh, I mean, for example, like we were mentioning, like say a team wants to trade up for a quarterback at 31, then you could trade back, maybe potentially get a guy like that in the mid-second round. I, I could see that scenario. I'm, again, I'm personally not as high on Higgins. I think he's my wide receiver 11 at this point. Uh, I don't know. I just... He just scares me because, like, literally, his one calling trade is going just going up and getting it. And his vertical suggests that he won't be able to do that at the next level. Uh, as much as you don't want to put stock into like measurements, it's a real thing when it comes to that sort of measurement and being his vertical and the type of receiver that he plays as on tape. So, uh, the fit, though, I mean, if he's going to go anywhere, I think the fit's fantastic because, I mean, the 49ers would be able to get out uh, that, that specific trade for him. From him, considering how they already built their team, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm if I'm the Niners, I'm looking at an element of the game that the receiver is going to bring to me, and that segues into my fit for them. I have them taking Henry Ruggs. I think that's a, a fantastic for, fit for them. Basically, what I have here is could be, could be what we all wanted Marquise Goodwin to be for a Shanahan offense. I mean, we saw the the impact he had that one year, obviously before injuries and then consistent play uh, really showed up. But I have down, uh, imagine a gorgeous field stretcher on an offense with a team consisting of George Kittle and Debo Samuel and a top two rushing attack in the league. Like, how are you going to zone in on that rushing attack and those intermediate weapons when you got Henry Ruggs just absolutely stretching your defense? So uh, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it. I mean, possible spot could be definitely at 13 if he's available. Uh, I just think, like, the fit would be fantastic. And I think a guy like Kyle Shanahan would really be able to get the most out of a guy like Henry Ruggs, so. Uh, that's my fit for him.
2: Yeah, I love that fit for Henry Ruggs. I think that's a great fit as well. Um, like you said, it's exactly what we want Marquise Goodwin to be. Uh, I have a different receiver down. I have C.D. Lamb down. Um, like I just mentioned, I think the way that the 49ers want to build their receiving core is to have kind of all run after the catch guys. And I think CeeDee Lamb does that almost as good as anyone in this oh, class. yeah. So, um, and I think he's also, he brings an element that like, for, for example, Gary Judy wouldn't bring and that he would be playing primarily on the outside, that that would draw coverage away from guys like Debo if they want to use Jalen Hurd more, uh, Raheem Mostert in the passing game, George Kittle. Um, so he takes away – like, CeeDee Lamb would take away that number one corner probably, like, in his rookie year. So um, I think that would – I think that would be a great fit also. I
1: yeah. mean, Go ahead, sir. I think the,
0: the main part of this is no wide receiver is going to be bad under Kyle Shanahan no matter – yeah. Which direction they go is kind of the way to look at it. And they have a lot of directions to go with trade up, trade down. Yeah. 2D would pick. be
2: incredible on their team too. Like, I for sure. agree. I
0: agree. Mm-hmm.
1: The next, or, yep. I was just going to say, I mean, whatever receiver lands there is instantly going to be relevant in fantasy. Just we've seen it from Kyle Shannon before. Like he, like, I, I don't want to stress this too much because it's relatively well known, but he's easily one of the top play callers in the NFL. And he can just get the most out of his weapons, like period. So, uh, I mean, yeah, going into the next spot, uh, what, where do we have uh, the next spot be?
0: Yeah, we got the Oakland Raiders here. I don't know if this is necessarily Vegas. the best Vegas Raiders. <laughs> it's not going to change. I'm never <laughs> going to say the Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders, um, I guess maybe the number two fantasy spot. I don't really know. I have CD Lamb because literally any receiver that you draft is better than Tyrell Williams. You could probably go down to the 15th best receiver in this class. Most likely better than Tyrell Williams. Not Renfro, though. Oh, gosh. Renfro, go. They they need any help. As much as I don't don't think wide receivers their biggest, biggest need, they need a lot of help where they can get. I got CeeDee Lamb here. Not much analysis goes into it. You just get an alpha. You hopefully take this alpha and don't do what you do with Amari Cooper with him and you just give him the ball because they didn't want to give Amari Cooper the ball like half the games for who knows what reason. Hopefully now, if they do get him, they give him a hundred plus targets every single year, and it would—I would think it did not work out because I mean I'm not a not a genius here—but they're going to be losing a lot of games, which turns into more throwing attempts. So I think CD Lamb is the perfect fit, and is who I think this should take at pick twelve.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I again Raiders. I have CD Lamb as well. I just look at it as he's the best receiver in this class. In my opinion, taking him at 12 would be a great value. Uh, And the Raiders just desperately need an alpha wide receiver one. And I think CD lamb really brings that uh, to the table. He, uh, lamb provides a great possession and yak uh, option to become the alpha amongst weapons, such as Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller and Tyrell Williams. And again, I mean, they just don't have really that element to their offense. I mean, Tyrell Williams is a six, four deep threat type, uh, but he just hasn't shown a propensity to stay on the field. Renfro is a slot guy and Waller's, really their true number one weapon at this point getting an alpha like cd lamb to really help in the intermediate game especially i mean you throw him the ball he's gonna get you extra yards after the catch i mean i just think it's a slam dunk especially at 12 so uh yeah that's my fit
2: yeah so i didn't go with lamb obviously because i picked him for the 49ers uh in my article uh at the fantasystockexchange.com check the link down below um i wrote that there's three best fits for jerry judy who i did put to the raiders and that's the Jets, the Niners, and the um, the Raiders. I think if he goes to any of those places, because Jerry Judy, to me, is a volume receiver. He's He probably will get 100 targets his rookie year. And after that, he'll probably be a 120-plus target guy. Uh, Jerry Judy, the reason I have him to the Raiders instead of Lamb is uh, Mayock, uh, the Raiders GM, said something interesting at the Combine that, uh, in the Big 12 they receive their uh, routes and like the play calls from the sideline whereas in the SEC they they call them in the huddle like the NFL would do
1: yep. which
2: makes me think that the Raiders might and he said that's a big deal for receivers uh, to adjust to that from the Big 12 so I think there's a chance that he's going to favor one of the two SEC guys in Ruggs and Judy over Lamb
0: yeah that's I mean now it that you kind of like place that together that kind of does make sense because I mean don't need to take much context. The Big 12 is a tempo offense. Every single Big 12 offense is tempo, no huddle, air raid type of offense. So, yeah, I think that's really interesting. I, just, I have a little pause with the Raiders because even when Amari Cooper was there, he had like the kind of one good year. I just don't know if they can even sustain a good fantasy wide receiver. Like we saw a little bit of Tyrell Williams just because he was catching a touchdown every week. <laughs> Literally. But like, it's just, <laughs> that's why I'm not saying I'm, it's a good fit. They need it. I just don't know if it's the true number two um, going in division. The next fit here Denver Broncos, I put Henry Ruggs because mainly because I think any receiver again would be good, but I think that they don't need another Cortland Sutton. I'm not saying Jerry Judy or CD Lamer compared to him, but I just think they don't need another wide receiver one. They need someone just to stretch the field. They had Sanders. Obviously, they traded him. He kind of did that, but I think uh, Henry Ruggs might be a little bit faster than Emmanuel Sanders at this point in his career. I don't want to think that Henry Ruggs is going to come in and just take a bunch of targets because he's not. It's more so just the downfield stretching um, type of offense that Pat Shermer is going to be running. They're going to run just more play action downfield with no offense, Henry Ruggs, hopefully and Cortland Sutton, so i think that's the best fit um personally i don't think henry ruggs gonna be the first receiver off the board i think judy and lamb will probably go over him so that kind of plays into this too but i think ruggs would mesh into the offense the best
1: uh for the broncos here i actually have jerry judy and when i look at it i mean jerry judy could step in right away and play the emmanuel sanders role that emmanuel sanders left with obviously when he got traded be a younger cheaper and flat out better option uh in that offense I mean we saw what Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders did for the Broncos over his career uh putting Judy into that role I mean you got you got your route running you got your intermediate and he still has the ability to absolutely stretch the field as well uh I just think it's a seamless fit again you need reference just look at what Emmanuel Sanders did so uh you're getting cheaper you're getting younger and you're getting flat out better so uh that's my fit.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I also have Henry Ruggs to the Broncos in the article that I wrote about Henry Ruggs. Also, fantasystockexchange.com. Check it out. Uh, I wrote in the article that Henry Ruggs, anyone who's a fan of Henry Ruggs' um, stock in fantasy wants him to go to the Broncos because like Lucas said, I think Henry Ruggs personally can become a number one receiver. I don't think he's one yet, uh, Where which is what I think di- uh, differs him between Judy and Lamb. Uh, so if Henry Ruggs is able to fill a, a 1B type role in uh, in Denver and not only that, but the the two receiver or the receiver that they currently have there in Cortland Sutton occupies a different area of the field, as does um as does Noah Fan, even though I think Noah Fan's also a field stretcher in his own right.
1: I love Noah Fan.
2: Yeah, I know Gay loves Noah Fan. <laughs> I think I think Ruggs pretty much has like a, a monopoly on that that area of the field. And uh I also think he would he would work into a lot of like uh jet sweep type touches as well in the in the Denver Broncos offense. So I think it's I think it's tr- like it's a home run fit. If you're if you want Henry Ruggs to be good for fantasy, you want him to go to the Denver Broncos. In my opinion,
0: I was going to sure. preface
1: that as well. I mean, you got a guy like Drew Locke who's literally got the capability to get mm-hmm. him the ball uh, in the areas that he's going to succeed. So I like that fit as well. I just again yeah. I, I went. Emmanuel to-
2: Hall, you saw how much Drew Locke uh, Drew Locke uh, liked Emmanuel Hall in college too, and and Henry Ruggs is like a souped up version of Emmanuel Hall. So.
0: Yeah, Emmanuel Hall ran a 4 9 if I remember right. And I saw – you might look looked at the same graphic I did today. It was like a 121 passer rating when he played with him. This mm-hmm. was like a 89 or something. I don't remember what the exact numbers were. But, yeah, they had a CFL receiver this year. They signed midway through the season, kind of when the Drew Lock thing started. And they ran a lot of, like, motion jet sweeps with him. So, that would definitely be his role for sure. Next up, we got the New York Jets. My last sort of alpha receiver, I got Jerry Judy. Um, I don't know. This one's tough because even no matter who they get, it's still not going to matter because the offensive line sucks. That's where I'm like, I don't know if they really need to go a receiver here. I think Judy would come in and he would easily get a hundred plus targets. He would be a fantasy, like wide receiver two and a half. Like I don't, there's just not much upside on the jets as of now. Brashad um, Perriman's there. They got Jamison Crowder and Le'Veon Bell. So they're going to take a lot of opportunities, but I think in the long haul, I think Jerry Judy will be the play here because I think he's going to be Basically, what Calvin Ridley is right now, we kind of had the same talk with Calvin Ridley. We just knew he was a safe pick. We knew he was going to be consistent. He was going to be, if he was the two, like he is at Atlanta, he's going to be fantastic. And he obviously is. Obviously, he'd be the one on the Jets, but I still think he would be fantastic as the one. So, I think that'd be the best fit for him.
1: Yeah, I like it. I mean, again, I just think the Jets are going to take tackle at eleven personally but if if they want Judy I, again I agree that'd be a great fit especially for my boy Sam Darnold but uh yeah your boy yes yeah. <laughs> yeah, segueing so, so back to the jets uh I'm looking at Michael Pittman Jr here I mean he's just a big body physical type receiver I mean he, he got the USC connection with him and Sam Darnold uh watching him on tape I mean he's just going so under the radar I don't see any scenario that he's not a top 50 pick by NFL draft time he's my current wide receiver eight And he just brings an element to that offense that they simply don't have. I mean, you got Jameson Crowder. Obviously, they lost Robbie Anderson. Uh, Chris Herndon hasn't really shown much in the NFL. Adding a guy like that who can be your possession-type big-body receiver instantly adds a weapon in the red zone especially. Uh, I think Pittman Jr. can seamlessly fit into that Jets offense and immediately be a good impact player for them.
2: Yeah, uh, I just want to comment on on Lucas's. I, in my article, I, I said Ju- I made the case for Judy to the Jets, and I said he's actually it's actually a great fit for Judy because he would kind of fill that uh, Quincy and Jarvis Landry role that. Adam Gase's offense features very well. And yep. um, that's one thing that Adam Gase actually does well is that he features a slot receiver, whether it's efficient or not, it would be with Judy because he's a good slot receiver. So, um, and Darnold, we know Darnold loves throwing to the slot as well. So I, I, I really like that fit as well in terms of like volume for Jerry Judy. Um, but I, uh, I went with the second round pick as well because I do think they need a tackle at 11 as much as I want uh, a, a tackle to slip to Tampa Bay. I think the jets are going to pick one. So I went with Donovan Peoples Jones. Actually, I, th- I, I was I kind of just threw his name down there at first because I didn't know where to put him. But I actually kind of like the fit now that I like think about it. I, I think the thing with DPJ is that he's never really had like um, a volume type role. Like I think he would get a lot of volume in uh, in New York because they don't really have much else there. Yeah. I think the Jets are kind of a bad organization, so they'd look for like a, a high upside receiver like that, and it could mm-hmm. work. I, I you never know, but. Um, yeah, DPJ. I think I think he'd be a good fit uh, in uh, in New York.
0: Yeah, he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be a high pick in the draft just because yes. he plays special special teams. He can play the slot outside.
2: Jumped forty five inches. Yes. In yeah, he's, yeah, He's a
1: he's a freak athlete and former number one receiver. Like coming out of high school, I mean, he's yeah, going he's to get the draft the capital. Round, yes. Yeah,
0: and as much as I don't want to, people to say it's Sherry Patterson's fault, he didn't do good. He also didn't like he Shea wasn't Patterson the fe- sucks. he wasn't the featured guy like on the team it's they're not and if the michigan has not really had like a number one receiver they just don't do that if you watch the game so yeah i like that pick yep. a lot um
1: yeah i mean watching like, those games is just hard to watch i mean we haven't produced a good quarterback or a good wide receiver in how long like the last already. good yeah i was gonna say the last good quarterback we had at the program wasn't, wasn't even good even at our good program
0: for, yeah, michigan, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, it's, it's just not a it's not a good nfl producing offense which Whatever. I mean, it's good enough for, like, second place in the Big Ten every year, I guess. But oh, that hurt. It's, <laughs> it's true, though. They will never, ever beat Ohio State. Philadelphia, year. J. J. Yeah, McCarthy. Philadelphia Eagles up next. I'm going to be super basic and put Justin Jefferson. They, <laughs> yeah. don't, they, don't, they don't need a true alpha receiver. Like, they don't. Because, one, they don't use one. Two, they have Alshon Jeffrey, who they've been trying to trade for so long. There's a reason he hasn't got it traded trade because no one wants to trade for him. Like, he's been on the trade block the last three years. Someone would have traded a six-round pick for him, and the Eagles would have taken it because they've wanted him out for so long. Justin Jefferson, they, just need, a, they need a consistent slot. They need what Nelson Aguilar is supposed to be, just a consistent slot receiver. That would be Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson can be the alpha. I guess I was talking more in terms of like a T. Higgins or like a Denzel Mims or a Michael Pittman type, type, type of receiver. Justin Jefferson, I think he'd be the perfect. You're not going to have to reach, and if he's gone at that pick, that means defensive studs are going to be available. So I just take Jefferson or best defense at their pick, and I think he'd easily be at least a flex his first year in fantasy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, I, I'm pretty sure we all have Justin Jefferson as the fifth of the Eagles. Yep. What I have here is that he's literally the type of receiver they haven't had in quite a while. He can run the slot, he's a technician, and he's got hands. And when's the last time you've said that anyone in Philly in particular had any of those. The sets? Hands.
0: Yeah. Jordan Matthews for like half a season.
1: Yeah. He, he yeah. Imagine Jordan Matthews will actually have being good and having some speed. That's, yeah. that, that's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, so.
2: I think, I think the way you use Justin Jefferson is because well, now that Stefan Diggs is gone, Adam Thielen's the number one in Minnesota. And I think you kind of use Justin Jefferson in the way that Adam Thielen's used. Yeah. So I think, I think he can have a lot of upside, especially if he asserts himself early, he could be like a, like, a very high-volume target for, for Carson
0: Wentz. I yeah, think. I mean, Doug Peterson is a very, very good coach. Like, I mean, obviously, his record might so not have sure, but He's a good coach, <laughs> a good so coach. he would – I mean, yeah, like, Adam Better Thielen. Than Garrett. I like that comp because you watch Adam Thielen's route tree. It is not complicated whatsoever. It is very simple. They run, like, a lot of, like, weird – um not RPOs, but like – run picks too with them. Yeah, it's, they're very interesting routes, but obviously it worked for a reason. They turned some undrafted guys that tried out for the team into a wide receiver one in the NFL, and, which is – you don't miss on that talent come draft time. Like, but, yeah, I guess that would be very – he's a very just safe player. Yet again, I think is kind of a way to describe him. So, I think it would be a very good pick here. The Vikings are up next. I went a little deep on this one. Not deep in talent, but deep in some – for some reason, NFL scouts. Tyler Johnson – this team just – he went to Minnesota. That's part of it. But this – for some reason, he's not getting any of the hype, which t- I d- I'm not even going to, like, argue because I don't know where you Tyler don't. Johnson. All the numbers are there. All the numbers are there. All the film is there and the size is there. So, like, we don't need to argue that because it's all there. We know that. But for some reason, NFL guys don't know that. I'll touch he, on that. He might be a sixth-round pick for all he we know. Not, he might...
2: I know. Care, I'll just – I'll touch on it briefly. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Matt Miller tweeted out a couple months ago that – Teams are not high on Tyler Johnson because he had – I guess he was really abrasive in interviews. Like, he like his, he was kind of Ja'Kai polite oh, Like, they, didn't, they yeah. didn't really like his personality and stuff. And he also had some off-field concerns. And I said this to Danny the other day. I would, it wouldn't shock me if Tyler Johnson went undrafted. With the whole COVID stuff, if you have yeah. a guy that you don't feel like his personality and his, like, uh, stuff, you're not going to draft him. I think he also mm-hmm. might have medical issues too. So, I yeah. – I, I like I the player. I think he's a great player. I think he's – he. Uh, I have, like, a mid-third-round grade on him. I think he's yeah. a good, like, receiver, but I don't think he's going to get drafted high, if at uh, all.
1: I was going to say, the thing with him as well, too, like, I can see, like, people watching film may watch a Minnesota game trying to watch Tyler Johnson and just completely focus on the guy opposite from him because Rashad I mean, they, Bay- both,
0: they both dominated. Bayon's he broke so – they both Bay- just Bayon's- destroyed him. But uh, he kind of screwed it. himself, too, because he got an invite to the Senior Bowl, did not want to go because he wanted to go – or, sorry. The Shrine game. Shrine game. He said he wasn't going to go because he was going to focus on the combine to the Shrine game.
1: He and, then, the and then he
0: didn't test at the combine, whatever it is. If he lands – I mean, Minnesota is good for getting undrafted free agents that can ball. So, if he goes to the Vikings, they just need another – just playmaker and that is all tyler he just bullies corners you watch yeah yeah any game last year even i don't know if he went up against okuda i don't remember watching that specifically or anything but like he just i don't know who's their court tanner morgan he's not that good there's a reason he had the stats that he did last year because of bateman and tyler johnson so i think it'd just be a good fit home i don't know if it's a hometown but he wouldn't have to go anywhere from minnesota to minnesota so i like that too didn't you yeah, Minnesota State, Mankato. Oh, yeah, Minnesota State. Okay.
1: There you go. Uh, but yeah, going back to the Vikings, to me, it's Jalen Rager. I look at him a uh, potential spot. Maybe they they take him at twenty five. Maybe they trade down a bit, get him at twenty. Uh, get him in the early second round for a team that wants a quarterback. But I just look at it. I mean, you, obviously, he's not the route runner that Stephon Diggs is. Nobody really is. But he's a dynamic playmaker, especially with the ball in his hands. He can instantly step in, play that type of uh, Stephon Diggs role for their offense. I mean. They didn't trade Stephon Diggs because of his talent or his fit in the offense. They traded him because of his cap hit and the fact that he's been wanting out for years. So you're getting a guy like Jalen Reger who's kind of like, I don't want to say Stefan Diggs light, but he can definitely like step into Minnesota and play that role in that offense right away and give uh, Adam Thielen a really good compliment. So uh, I love the Jalen Rager fit personally. If they did that at 25 especially, I would not be shocked on draft day.
2: Yeah, I I have Denzel Mims for pretty much the same reasons you just mentioned about Jalen Rager. I think you just gave him what, – what Stephon Diggs' primary role was, I know he's like a route runner type of receiver, but he was their field stretcher in the offense. So Denzel Mims is like a pure field stretcher. Like, that's like his calling card. So if you get uh, Denzel Mims in to replace Stephon's, uh, um field stretching role, you can get another receiver in later in the draft to replace his more um, – his separator ability. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like that fit, too. I don't, But to me, now that I kind of like – I don't even think they need another receiver, to be honest. Like, they could run BC Johnson. Johnson and, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not that Who's he's – like. the other guy, a, though, is my question. They get like, like run Chad, Chad Sharp well, and they'll, they'll, get, they'll get a third guy. But, like, I'm saying if they don't go receiver round one, I don't think it's – It's not, like, it's not know, a huge we, deal. I now, don't think they're
2: going to. Say they didn't yeah. adjust
1: the position. Would you absolutely be shocked if they just flexed, flexed Irv Smith out
0: there? They definitely yeah. could. They could, like, but
2: he, he's, he's a great player. I think they could yeah. put him in the slot.
0: And, and they, they, the they run, like, all two tight end sets. And if you, like, really, really look back, there wasn't many games where Diggs and Thielen, like, both... Both snapped. Yeah, like, had a really good game, too. So, I mean, it's not... Vikings fans get pissed at our channel and Notorious's channel when we don't take, <laughs> take yeah. receivers. And them. the like, Niners. <laughs> like, there's a reason. Because it's not a huge need for him. Like, just because they have an open pick and maybe they one of the little team needs on the website says receiver does not mean they actually need one like big time positional value outweighs others next up we got the Green Bay Packers yeah I put KJ Hamler here they have a lot more needs than receiver in round one I don't think they're going to take a receiver in round one they haven't taken a receiver in round one who knows how long or even like a high-profile playmaker KJ Hamler is the sort of the exact opposite of Devonta Adams in the way that they would run them on these offense People are putting Mims here. Like, I get that, but they just need a true speedster downfield stretcher. They need a guy that's going to make Devonta Adams not double, triple coverage, but out of zone coverage with three different guys. They have Bevin Funches. I know he's not that great. And Alan Lazard, who did fine last year, is that third guy that could just play the other outside role. And they still sort of use the tight end. It's Sternberger, but I'm sure they're going to draft someone. I just think Hamler would, especially for Rodgers. We see his deep balls that he somehow can still throw out his age. Where he scrambles out to the right and then throws it across the field. That is literally Mary's. Hamler's. That's Hamler's MR right there. So I think Hamler and Adams would be a perfect combo. And they would, they could easily get him in the second round, even late too, I think.
1: I mean, you mentioned my guy in your statement of Hamler. It's Denzel Mims for me here. I mean, you're getting the height, the speed, the body control. I mean, he is the absolute perfect complement to Devontae Adams, in my opinion. I can fully see a scenario where they take him at 30 and just run with it. Because honestly, I mean, uh, I just think he could seamlessly fit into that offense right off the bat, be the two to Adams one, and instantly make that offense more explosive. So uh, Mims is my fit here.
2: Yeah, like the one problem I have with the Mims to Green Bay thing is he's basically like Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's yeah. better though. Like Marquez, I know he's better. He's a better prospect than MVS does, but MVS ran like I think the exact same forty that that Denzel Mims ran. I think he ran four three seven, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they're about the same like dimensions, like in terms of their body style. So I went with Jalen Rager because I think
1: I like that Jalen
2: Rager gives you more in terms of like in an inside outside versatility. I think he can be a deep threat for you, but I also think he can do other things. So I think I think Jalen Rager's personally, my, I, I like that fit better than Denzel Mims, just because it seems like they have a lot of receivers like Denzel Mims, and like I that might just be their style, but it also might be like sway them away from Denzel Mims if that makes any sense.
1: It yeah, could be. I, I was gonna say it could be the case what you mentioned with the Niners. They kind of like like a certain skill set for their receivers. So I don't. know. Maybe. Yeah,
0: I just I don't. I just don't think they're gonna draft a receiver to me. They just never have. And if Rodgers really wanted one to make a playoff push, they would have last year. They would have the year before. So I mean, I get. But yeah, I think really any speedy receiver would be a good fit because they have their alpha. They don't need to try and replace them we got the Indianapolis Colts up next. I put Brian Edwards because, to me, this is a guy that Chris Ballard would take late in the draft because he would fall for, well, this time injury, but whatever the the, the case Ballard gets, these studs later. Even if he sits out a year, they did this with – I mean, Paris Campbell got hurt, but they would let him sit a year or come in late, and ultimately, if you get a receiving core with Brian Edwards, Paris Campbell, even T.Y. Hilton for a year or two in a year with – I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Whoever their quarterback is, I think it'd just be perfect. I think he would be like the T.Y. Hilton takeover once T.Y. Hilton retires.
1: Yeah, for the Colts here, I went with T. Higgins. I mean, uh, Phillip Rivers is a quarterback. Phillip Rivers always likes that one big hulking, go up and get it type receiver. I mean, he's had it uh, over the years with uh, Mike Williams back in uh, L.A. So, uh, yeah, as much as I hate uh, T. Higgins mostly as a prospect. I just think the fit would be seamless. I can see them taking him at about where where they pick 48, like their second. Yeah, second around, round there. Around, around there. Yeah. So I can definitely they see have, them
0: They have 30, 34. 34 as well.
1: I don't think he'll go 34, but uh if they take him them, take them with one of those two second round picks, I think that'd be an ideal fit for him. So yeah, T. Higgins to the Colts. Give Rivers that typical receiver that he always tends to lean on. I mean, he's a chuck it up type of quarterback. Get, get your receiver who can go up and get it. So. That's my
2: favorite. Yeah. This one is definitely my favorite fit of all of them, and I put Brandon Ayuk to the Colts. I think it's an like awesome fit. Similar uh, that. Bra- yeah. yeah, I'm I'm uh admittedly higher on Brandon Ayuk than I think most people are. I have him as my wide receiver 7 right now and I have an early second on him. So, I, I think he's a great player. He's in on my top he's in my top 50. I think uh and uh, I'll refer back to DJ again. Uh, Daniel Jeremiah mentioned that when he was at the combine, he was talking to NFL executives and basically what they told him, which is kind of strange after this guy only was like really good for like eight weeks of the season, was that people are looking for their Debo Samuel mm-hmm. in, the, in their receiver core. And I, and, Ayuk. and I think Brandon is, is the closest in this draft, maybe LaVisca, Chenault and him are the closest to in this draft to uh, being kind of a Debo Samuel type that you can use in multiple ways. And I know they already have Paris Campbell who can do some of that stuff as well, but I think it'd be, it'd be Frank Reich's a, a great coach and he's a great offensive mind. I think he'd have a lot of fun with having the two of those guys. So yeah, I like Brandon Ayuk's my favorite fit out of all the Yeah.
0: He's uh been. he's a run, He's literally a running back when he gets the ball, if you watch any of his games. And I think it'd be awesome to watch them uh, have Brandon Ayuk break out and Nikhil Harry's just chilling as a first round pick for the, uh, uh, the Patriots last year. Yeah. That'd be funny. The Buccaneers as our next pick, and I think we have, we have four more total. The Buccaneers is our next one. I put, like mine. I put Devin Duvernay here because I think this is a little realistic, too, to actually what could happen. I don't think they're going to spend high capital. I guess they need one, but, like, not really. It's like the, it's kind of in that in-between. I think Duvernay is obviously a speedster. Had good production at Texas, but I don't think he needs good production to be um, good by any means. So, I think this would be a really good pick here. Ultimately, just add a third dynamic to a guy that – I mean, say Mike Evans wants out when his contract's up. I think you could run Godwin and Duvernay if the money doesn't work out or whatever. I just think it'd be a fun fit, especially with Birdie. He'd find good ways to use him.
1: Yeah. uh, For me here, Buccaneers, I got Van Jefferson. I know Bush loves that, but uh, yeah, you slide him in. He has the inside out versatility. I mean, great road runner. Uh, Just he's a Bruce Arians receiver and he's some guy that can, uh, not some guy, some receiver that could just step in right away way and give uh, Brady his ultimate, uh, I don't want to say wide receiver three, but that, that would be the role he would play. He's just a, a safe guy. I mean, you don't want to, like, trust Justin Watson or Scotty Miller to really fill that role. Uh, getting a guy like Van Jefferson, I really feel like he can step in. He has a professional type. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. He's, he just has a professional feel to him. Like, he can step in right away and contribute to your team. So, uh, yeah, thir- third, fourth round, get a guy like Van Jefferson, I think it's a great fit for the Bucs.
2: Yeah. I have the same, I have the same fit. I have Van Jefferson. He's like one of my favorite receivers in the draft. If you've watched any of our mock draft videos, you know, I love Van Jefferson. Um, look for, for what Danny said. It, I think him and Chris Godwin can play similar roles. So you can kind of interchange them a little bit. And uh, back to what Lucas said quickly. I don't, I do think it's possible that they take a wide receiver at 14. I don't think it's out of the realm That's, of possibility yeah, that if yeah. Henry Ruggs is on the board and the tackles are gone and Kinlaw's gone and like they might take him. So don't like it's not a good fantasy fit i know that if Ruggs goes there but it, it'll be great for me because i'll i'll have to spend more money on jerseys but yeah, um, yeah anyway that's what i think of, of the bucks uh so yeah what are your guys thoughts on that
0: i just like i get the whole point of taking a receiver at 14 and it's not that like i think it's a bad pick by any means i just feel like if that happens like would that guarantee mike evans is gone because i'm sure his contract's up here pretty soon. Um
2: it might okay, so they haven't extended Chris Godwin yet. So that'd be my first worry is that they're not gonna extend him, which I don't think is gonna happen. I think they'll extend him. But um Mike, Mike Evans is is his cap hit after like he signed his deal like three years ago, so his cap hit's not actually that bad.
0: Okay. I mean so, they can like, use three it, receivers, so
2: yeah, exactly, especially those three, Jesus.
0: Yeah, you could, you could use three receivers and then just run the ball with Henry Ruggs on reverses and not have to draft a running back or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that'd be funny. I think that'd be awesome if they actually did get one. Uh, not good for my dynasty teams with Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, but it'd be good oh. in general. By I the way, Tex-
1: shout out Chris Godwin. He's such a beast. Love that
0: guy. Houston Texans up next. I got Denzel Mims here. This would be as close to replacing DeAndre Hopkins without having to jump up and get one of the top three guys you can get. Um, we put Antonio Gibson here for the running backs for our, at least I did. I think if you got Gibson and Mims, you would not really, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say you can replace DeAndre Hopkins, but you'd come as close as you probably could to just adding playmakers. I don't want to say, I don't know. I just think Mims is like, he's good, but like, yes, he tested out good. But if you watch any of the film, there, it was just not there. Um, I couldn't tell you why, cause Bailey was good this year. I just think Mims might fall a little bit. But I think if Houston, Houston is going to take best receiver available at 40, and I hope it's Denzel Mims.
1: Yeah, for me, I got Brian Edwards here. Uh, personally, like I'm super high on Brian Edwards. He is my wide receiver uh, nine at this point, and I feel like that's even too low on him. He might have been close to cracking the top six or seven had he not get hurt, gotten hurt, Uh I love Brian Edwards. I, th- I feel like he can definitely step in, be a complete receiver, uh, not fill the void that DeAndre Hopkins left because obviously like, that void is not going to be filled by one rookie receiver. But uh, I'm a huge fan of uh, huge fan of Brian Edwards. They get him in the second round and sleep fills in as their wide receiver one, especially with how many injury concerns you got with Will Fuller. Uh, I, th- I think that's a great fit. But, uh, yeah, Bush, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, yeah, I like the Brian Edwards fit. I have uh, Michael Pittman Jr. here. This is, I think, uh, in the mold of DeAndre Hopkins, fits Michael Pittman Jr. perfectly, physical possession guy. So, uh, yeah, that's where I put uh, Pittman Jr. Hopefully in round two where uh, where Lucas mentioned uh, he'd want Mims to go.
0: Yeah. We're going to skip over the Saints because they're not going to take anybody because they haven't had two receivers that are with Michael Thomas ever. They're not going to do it. Cowboys is the last one. I put Lynn Bowden. I think this would be perfect because they don't need to waste a wasted pick on a high-profile receiver because it would just cause more confusion and in the long-term more cap space issues for the Cowboys if they're trying to pay anyone. Lynn Bowden would be a perfect fit here. You could even line him up at like a slot tight end role or he can play anywhere. He played quarterback, played receiver, played running back. I think it'd just be a good dynamic to add to the team in what is a changing NFL scheme. I think it'd be perfect. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I'm a big Bowden fan. Uh, for me personally, here uh, on the Cowboys, it came down to two guys. Just depends on uh, who would be available in the third, fourth round area. If somehow KJ Hamler fell, uh, that would be my ultimate fit. The other guy was Devin Duvernay. I just look at KJ Hamler. He adds an element to the Cowboys' offense that they not have that they don't have right now. They got their route runner in Amari Cooper, and they got their more. Uh, I don't want to call Gallup a possession guy, but he just he can come down with any catch like. He just goes out of his catch radius and absolutely makes plays. So getting a guy like Hamler, you stretch the field, you instantly provide Dak with a great deep weapon. You replace uh, a role similar to what Randall Cobb filled on the team last year, and Randall Cobb was plenty productive on the Cowboys, 800 yards. Uh, I feel like uh, you get Hamler, plug him into that role. Uh, that offense is gonna—I don't want to say not miss a beat because Hamler can't. Really, I don't think he'll produce at that level yet in his rookie year, but I. I I think that offense is going to be explosive. So Hamler's my fit.
2: Yeah. So I've, I'm going to skip over Hamler because I have the same fit. So you just described him fine. I want to talk about my saints one real quick because I think this, this guy's my wide receiver seven. So I want to talk about him. Uh, LaVisca Chenault to the saints is who I (sighs) had. And, uh, I think he's the perfect type of receiver that they need because it's more of like a weapon role that I think they need, uh, because they have the two established, uh, guys in Sanders and, um, uh, and Thomas and then the tight end over the middle so I think I think LaVisca Chenault's a great fit for that but yeah I, I echo everything you said about KJ
1: Hamler. I like that a lot. Awesome so this um, is our
0: wide receiver, landing spots, matchmakers. This would be this is coming out I guess when you're hearing this it's week of the draft so next week we have a kind of a cool series coming out Monday, Tuesday, possibly Wednesday not for sure. We're going to do like a uh, live for us NFL draft where we're going to be making trades as the commissioners, each taking two divisions, suit and tie suit and tie. It's going to be a great, good time. And then the day of the draft Thursday, um, not for sure. We're going to be live streaming. I don't know if it's going to be on this channel or notorious, so I'm figured that out yet. Friday, Saturday, we're going to be live streaming on this channel, our channel for sure. But Thursday, the discord, uh, with the link down below, they are going to do a mock draft. Um, well, before Thursday, but Thursday, it's going to come out. We are going to recap it, kind of be our final, NFL draft piece besides the live streaming and post draft. It's just kicking off um, redraft and dynasty content. So go get in the discord down below for Danny Bush and I We're out of here.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I just want to say one more thing before, before we cut off, go like subscribe comment. I say this every video, but let us know how we did. Uh, let us know how you like the fits. And again, I mean, go join the discord cause we're, we're interactive. We're live with our subscribers every day. We do mock drafts with you guys. We give you guys advice. We get like, we try to provide as much of a personal type value as we possibly can for you guys. So it doesn't hurt. Just join and be part of our community. But yeah, echoing what Lucas said, just peace out. Enjoy your day.
0: See you.